Hey everybody, if you feel like your mental health is not where you want it to be, I'm going to share with you a lesson that both Warren Buffett and a five-year-old can teach you to improve your mental health. Uh, my name is Ty Hicks, founder of mentalhealthcoaching.com. If you don't know who I am, uh, we've successfully uh, helped over 400 people recover from anxiety and depression. Uh, we typically get somebody about a 75% reduction in their anxiety or depression in about 90 to 100 days. Um, depending on their particular situation. And it's a, it's a blessing to do this type of work and put these uh, pieces of content together because I just want to share with you guys um, some insights of what's working with our clients and how you can improve your mental health uh, in the meantime. So what I'm going to share with you today is uh, some lessons around what's called the marshmallow test. You may have heard of the marshmallow test before. I've been familiar with this for a number of years. I've studied it. I watched the TED Talk. I read the book about it. It's very fascinating, and there's a couple key lessons that I think you can utilize from this for your mental health. So in case you're unfamiliar with it, the marshmallow test, uh, I should have gotten a marshmallow for this lesson so I could show it to you, but um, we'll just assume this is my little fake marshmallow here. So what they do with this marshmallow test is they take kids, I think usually the kids are between like age four and eight or so, and they put them in a room and they say, hey, this marshmallow is yours. You can have this. You can eat this. And they put it out in front of them as they're sat at a desk. And they say, you can eat this whenever you want if you would like to. However, I'm going to leave the room for 10 minutes. And if I come back and the marshmallow is still here, then I'm going to give you a second marshmallow. And so, of course, this is a test in the child's ability to delay instant gratification for a long-term payoff. So where Warren Buffett comes into the picture is Warren Buffett analyzes his investors and the companies that he invests in through this particular strategy. So he is very uh, well known for having a very long-term oriented strategy where he recommends that, you know, he, he recommends that people financially do what they need to do right now to delay gratification so that they can have a long-term payoff uh, in the long term. And that's one of the big things that has actually fueled my own personal um, financial strategy for my own household and then also the strategy that I advise for my clients because, for example, Warren Buffett's famous uh, advice to the average investor is to just invest in the S&P 500 index because the S&P 500 index has an average annual return of right between like 9 and 10% every single year. So if you think about it, you could have essentially a guaranteed 10% return on your money every year by investing in that. Uh, and you just got to be willing to put the money aside and be willing to let it accumulate over time because you're not going to see the growth for a long period of time. When I got started uh, with my investing in my early 20s, you don't really see any growth, right? But just now, like just now, I'm starting to see some actual compounding growth. Uh, but it's going to be a long time, you know, decades really before I really see the huge results of that. So in a way, it's like by putting that money aside every single month, it's like delaying the marshmallow this month so that I can have 10 marshmallows later on in life. Right? And so that's obviously on the financial side. But if we bring it back more specific to mental health, what I've learned is that people who are experiencing anxiety or depression or stress or any other type of mental health challenge, tend to have a propensity to eat the marshmallow immediately. And what I mean by that is they tend to take actions and make decisions that give them a local benefit 
but have a global cost. Local meaning that it is pleasurable in the immediate term. It gives them comfort or satisfaction or a sense of safety in the immediate term, but it is really destroying their life in the long term. And there's several different examples of this. The simplest example would be whether you decide to get help for your mental health or not. I see this become a huge problem for people. They end up saying, oh yeah, well, my kids come first, my kids come first, and this comes first, and my work comes first, and I'm just gonna focus on these tasks at work, and you know, it's all gonna calm down in a month or two, and then I'll be good to go, but then a month or two passes, and they haven't signed up for therapy, or they haven't talked to their psychiatrist about medication, or they haven't gotten coaching, or whatever they need to do, or they you know, haven't started exercising because they've justified that there's something more urgent and important in that moment, that they really need to be focusing on. But what I've learned is that that's just, uh, it's just not a helpful way of thinking. The more you can do what you need to do in the moment for the long-term payoff, the happier and more fulfilled we end up becoming time and time again. Now, you don't have to do that 100% of the time. I'm not saying, you know, you can never eat the chocolate brownie at, at dessert, you know, for dinner. Or, you know, you can never go drink alcohol or, you know, whatever it is, of course, everything in moderation, right? But um, it's just that I believe that if you can have 51% of your actions be for your future self, then you're ending, you're doing a really good job. So one little mental thing I do for myself is I'll think to myself, like, am I helping my future self or harming my future self by doing this? Am I putting a burden on that guy or am I helping that guy out? Right? And that makes it kind of binary, which can be helpful sometimes because in a moment of decision, it makes it kind of easy to go, ah, yeah, no, I don't want to harm my future self. I'm not going to do this. Right? And, and you can get yourself to build new habits that way by doing it that way. Um, so that's one key thing to think about. Now, of course, there's some other examples here. One would be physical exercise. There's obviously a local cost where you've got to put forward effort. You've got to sacrifice a little time. You've got to, you know, maybe be a little uncomfortable or sore for a little period of time, but the global benefit of working out is huge, right? There's an old quote that says that uh, if physical exercise were a drug, every doctor in the world would prescribe it because it's the number one thing you can do to alleviate your chances of disease and heart and issues uh, down the line. Another example would be doing any type of mental conditioning exercise. So one of the things I teach my clients at the end of their program is that they, they have to now ascribe to a lifestyle of daily mental conditioning. And it just takes a simple little five-minute daily habit to keep your mind right and to avoid relapse. So that obviously has a local cost because not every day is it going to seem like you need to do your conditioning exercise. Uh, or you need to meditate, or you need to do your journaling thing, whatever it is that helps you out in your particular mental health. It may not feel like you need to do that each day, but each day by doing it, you further condition your mind to have the propensity and the habit to do it. And the propensity and the habit to do the healthy thing is the most important thing. Right? And I do this even with myself sometimes where I'll be waking up and I'm feeling excited and I'm having a good day and I don't even want to do my daily conditioning because I'm like, I already feel great. But I'm like, no, I'm going to do it because I need to do it to keep the habit of doing it. Right. So I'm not even doing it to feel good that day. I'm doing it to keep the habit of doing it, which is going to make me feel better long term. 
Physical exercise would be a good example we talked about a little bit there. Uh, this could also be, you know, choosing to spend time in areas that you've been letting go neglected for a long period. Uh, you know, choosing to focus on what is important but not urgent rather than what is urgent but not important is really important, right? Um, and that also is important, too, to just keeping yourself in a sensation of feeling like you are in the driver's seat of your life and you're not in reaction to your life. Because what people tend to do is they constantly eat the marshmallow all day long. They just respond to the email that they just got so they can get the instant satisfaction of getting the, the email out of their life. They go and they check their notifications as uh, first thing that they do in the morning. They pop a marshmallow in right there because they don't want to get up out of bed. They press the snooze button instead of actually getting up out of bed. The, right. So the what you want to think about is think about it on a spectrum, right? Like on the one side of the spectrum, you eat all only marshmallows all the time, all day. All you do is you do things for the local benefit and, and the global cost. The other side would be a huge extreme where you are constantly only doing things in the moment to benefit yourself long term, which I don't even know if anybody can really do that. Uh, fully, right? I think as long as you're on this half of the equation, you're going to be much more fulfilled than the people on this half of the equation, right? Where you're you're eating more marshmallows than you are uh, not. And so that's what I want you to just kind of take a stock of today, right? Like what is your current propensity to give in for what you think is going to give you immediate gratification, right? And just rate it on a scale of zero to 10 because there's no right or wrong answer. You just got to figure out where you are right now, you know, so you can improve. The second thing I would want you to think about would be what are the top one to three marshmallows that you eat on a regular basis that are really causing you damages to your mental health or your quality of life or your relationships or your finances, right? Um, there's all sorts of other examples I've seen from clients, uh, emotional spending, emotional eating, oversleeping, undersleeping, like choosing to uh, keep yourself from sleeping, not prioritizing your mental health and instead prioritizing something else, putting other people's demands on your time above your own at work, um, avoiding taking a vacation, even though it would really be a very valuable thing for you to do, right? Like what is the marshmallow for you in your life? It's not going to be the same for all of you guys, but what are the ones that you keep doing on a regular basis? And then what I want to encourage you to do is pick whichever one would be the easiest to start to avoid. And that's what you want to start to do is start to build your emotional habit of being willing to do that. Um, and by the way, again, remember, it's not binary. So it could be that you start by saying, all right, I don't currently physically exercise. But rather than me convince myself I'm going to do an hour of exercise every day for five days a week, let's instead start to just do 10 minutes of exercise each day, right? Can you resist the marshmallow for just 10 minutes, right? That alone would be a really important, uh, cool thing. And then the then you can go up to 15 minutes and 20 minutes and 30 minutes, right? So think of it more in terms of increments, and I think you're going to find it to be much more obtainable and easy to be successful with that. But um, I hope this has been valuable to you. I'd love to see comments as we always do. You know, let us know how we can support you further. Uh, but I hope this is useful to you. And I'll be excited to uh, help you in the next session. So talk to you guys soon. Bye.